When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Raphael Goyaneci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. And uh, Rafi, welcome to the show. Hey, Mill. How are you? Doing well. Thank you, sir. Um, you guys have done your year-end district breakdown of violent crime and auto thefts and... Um, there are some very interesting uh, outcomes here as to where the majority of these violent crime and auto thefts are occurring. Tell us about it. Right. So everyone kind of uh, focuses on the year-end total numbers. And while we have previously supplied that, and we supply that really on a weekly basis with you and, and, and the public, uh, what we do three times a year is we break it down by districts. So this is our year-end district report, taking a look at all of calendar year 2023 crimes of violence, and we break it down by neighborhoods. And the category of crime that people most focus on are homicides, closely followed by shootings. And those are different sides of the same coin you know, almost every shooting is an intended homicide. So uh, we kind of group those together. And when you start to uh, look at the numbers of homicides and shootings by districts, you see some concentrations. So historically, you know, when we issue these district by district reports, uh, the 7th and the 5th districts have been up at or near the top every year, and this has been no, no, no different. Um, so if you take a look at the homicides that occurred in calendar year 2023, there were 218. That's the same number of homicides that we had in 2021. But when you start to break down those 218 homicides by police districts, you'll see that the 7th district had 69 homicides, which represents 32% of all of the homicides last year. The 5th district had 46, that represents 21% of the homicides. And the 1st district had 31, which represents 14%. So in those three districts, three out of eight districts, the homicide total was 146 homicides out of the, the grand total for the entire city of 218. And that represents 67% of all of the homicides that occurred in the city last year in 2023. So two-thirds of the homicides in, in three districts. Um, exactly. 
and the but machines they, but let, let are me, the same thing. Yeah. But let me ask you something that's kind of interesting about this. Um, the seventh doesn't play into this as much as the fifth and the first. The fifth and the first is where we have the vast majority of where the visiting public in uh, to this city, that's where they go, right? Right. 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 Well, you know, of course, the eighth is the French Quarter. Right. Uh, and unfortunately, those are low. But what you're seeing when you start to look at the first and the fifth, you see a lot of concentration along com common district lines. So what that suggests to me is most of these homicides, or at least a significant number of them, are not uh, homicides that were perpetrated in the course and scope of another crime. In other words, this wasn't an armed robbery that resulted in a homicide. Many of these homicides are intentional. So the people that are murdering individuals they're not randomly going out. They're, they have specific targets, mm -hmm. and they're tracking them down. And what these numbers suggest to me is that we have some feuding neighborhood uh, uh, crime groups that are feuding with one another, and I think they are fueling the spikes that we're seeing here in the 7th, the 5th, in the first. So, as you pointed out, you know, when you start to get near the tourist uh, markets in, in the city or areas of the city, um, sometimes the people that are pulling the trigger don't aim so well, and they're innocent bystanders that are are the collateral damage in the in the form of either shootings or homicides. So. Unless and until we can start to do a better job of identifying the warring or feuding factions in some of the hot spots in the 7th, the 1st, in the 5th, I think that uh, things aren't going to get appreciably better because there is an underlying problem there with those people. and. The only way to solve that is to, uh, or to, to change that, is to solve more of those homicides and hold those people accountable. You know, keep in mind that uh, years ago um, we had 424 homicides in the city of New Orleans. That's when Richard Pennington got here, and uh, what we had at that time were crime groups that were fueling the violent homicide rate and shootings, and police and prosecutors began to identify those groups, and those groups were arrested in sweeping indictments, and they were prosecuted under federal and state RICO statutes, and as a result of dismantling many of those groups, we saw our crime rate reduce. In fact, you had some of those in Jefferson Parish that you all worked on. Harvey Hustlers. Yep, yep. So I think that uh, I think we have some of those issues now. Thank goodness it's not as bad as it was. And last year, the homicide rate of 23 was was down 
by 22% versus the year before. That's good. The bad news is that if you go back to 2019 and compare 2023's homicide rate, it's up 80%. In 2019, we had 121 homicides. So last year is a vast improvement versus 2022. In 2022, we had 280 homicides. Last year, we had 218. But if you go back to 2020, uh, 2019, we only had 121. So while we're improving, uh, we still have a ways to go before we uh, approach 2019's uh, violent crime rate. And I think the way that you're going to be able to do this is to identify some of the violent feuding neighborhood groups and, and gangs that are, are fueling a lot of the violent crime problems that we're experiencing right now. So, Rafi, that's the what, right? Uh, feuding. Do we know the why? I mean, typically it's control of an area, a piece of geography, and it typically historically it's always come back to drugs we've done little or no drug interdiction work in the city of new orleans over the last three to five years uh, that's one of the things that you know has gone by the wayside as a result of human capital do we know the why no we don't and in, in, in large part for what <coughs> you just described uh you know beginning in 2020 Proactive policing basically went into hibernation in the city of New Orleans. So that meant that gun enforcement, narcotics enforcement, and traffic enforcement virtually uh, was was non-existent. And we started to see uh, the police department after uh, the debacle of 2022 with the violent crime rate. Uh, reaching and approaching high, historically high levels over the past 30 years, they began to go back to some proactive policing. And we're seeing that accelerate through uh, the Michelle Woodfork and into the Ann Kirkpatrick uh, superintendent-led uh, uh, police department. So we're starting to see more narcotics enforcement. We're starting to, to see... Uh, more aggressive uh, gun enforcement. And as you know, traffic stops aren't always about trying to write a ticket. Sometimes you can uh, let someone go with a warning, uh, but those traffic stops, traffic stops are responsible for identifying people that have uh, felony warrants for violent offenses, lead to narcotics and gun arrests. And if we're not doing that, we're, we're missing the opportunity to remove some violent or repeat offenders from the streets. And I think that that's one of the areas that, particularly when you're in the French Quarter, they can do uh, foot patrol and they can see people walking down the street carrying a concealed weapon. The other seven districts, largely outside of Mardi Gras, you really don't have that opportunity to observe people on foot to the extent that they do in the 8th District. So I think that traffic stops 
and narcotics enforcement are something that need to be uh, uh, pursued, particularly in the uh, high crime concentration areas of the city to try and identify people that A, there are already warrants for, and B, uh, arrest people that are in possession of firearms that may mean uh, that the weapon was fully automatic, could be a convicted felon in possession of a firearm, may lead to narcotics seizures, and you start to get uh, a better handle on on the why for some of these uh, for some of these uh, categories of violent crime. When you go back, and I don't know if you've looked at this, and um, so the context that I'm asking this question is the following. And you and I have talked about this before. They've had a number of experts come in here and look at this eight district map, right? And when you try to divide up by geography a city as it relates to calls for service and criminal activity, we and others across the country periodically revisit our maps. We adjust our reporting areas, our beach structure, or our districts. Uh, to equalize that. We've not done this in the city, and we've not done it probably, I don't remember them doing it in the 40 years I was in law enforcement. The districts, as they stand today, the district lines were pretty much exactly the same as they were in 1977 when I worked warrants and attachments in the city of New Orleans. I don't yeah. see any difference at all. When I look at the breakout and, and, and the density in some areas in, in, in these districts, uh, save the seventh and and um the fourth because of algiers being the way it's situated and obviously the seventh being the way it's situated these other districts they don't make a lot of sense to me anymore and and i'm wondering if anyone is going to go back and look at this and say you know there's a better way for us to deploy our manpower to shrink the number of districts to shrink administration uh rank structure uh, we obviously taxed, and we will be taxed for another five to seven years. I can't think of a better time to do this than right now. Uh, well, uh, all right, so over the past 40 years, we've never experienced the staffing crisis that the police department has. So as you pointed out, there have been a number of studies uh, over the past 20 years that have made those recommendations of shrinking the number of districts and redistricting and cutting up the pie a little bit different from the standpoint of policing the city. Because every police district has, you know, command staff and other issues and consolidating districts. And every one of these studies points this out it would increase the capabilities of the police department to apply more meaningful resources than in the current format. But it's never gained any traction, largely because of political uh, considerations. So every, uh, every council district, you know, wants to protect the police district that's located in their councilmatic districts. No one you know, wants to, to be the person that was the councilman or the mayor that actually is removing police districts, you know, from neighborhoods where they've been for time and memoriam. And 
it should not be about what uh, what uh, the way that it's always been. It should be what can we do to make things better and improve public safety. And I know I'm I'm speaking the obvious, but that that's what happens when you have politics taking precedence over public safety. And this is a public safety issue. That's why, you know, we've talked about this before. But I believe that, you know, when you were the sheriff, uh, you would, wouldn't allow politics get in the way of better providing for the safety of the people of Jefferson Parish. And if that's because you were answerable to the public. And in the city of New Orleans, the superintendent is now nominated by the mayor and confirmed by the city council, which means that the superintendent has eight bosses. So I would rather the police chief be elected and answerable to the public. And I think that if, if that was the case, I think common sense would take precedence over politics and we'd have a better structured police district system to better protect and serve the people of the city of New Orleans. But, but you'll have more police because you'll have <clears throat> less supervisors. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, exactly. yeah, the span of control that we have is completely upside down because they rarely let uh, rank positions stay open for long. They fill them, right. you know, with some immediacy. And I get it, but I'm I, by the same token, I don't get it. I mean, if you don't have the, the, the Indians underneath the chiefs, I mean, why have the chiefs? You know, exactly. when you talk about going from eight to five, you lose three district commanders right off the bat. Um, you lose a, about five, uh let's see, you would lose about nine to 12 lieutenants, and you'd probably lose about 15 sergeants. Uh, right. Which, but you'd gain that same number in totals as it relates to patrolmen. I mean, right. it, it just... You know, I'm just thinking off the top of my head as to the numbers. I might be all wet on them, but it's going to be some number close to that for sure. Right. So you you gain and you improve response time. You have more people out on the street. I mean, you know. Um, Results-oriented as opposed to, uh, you know, not, uh, you know, uh, changing the the system that everyone has been, become too comfortable with over the past 40 to 50 years. But just from a criminal intelligence standpoint, when you look at the location of these crimes, you know, some of the districts don't need to be nearly as focused on certain crimes because they don't have them. So, exactly. But the, the some that they do, if you notice, they're all right along the border of, of the other um, area. Other There's districts. a connection. There's a connection between those neighborhoods for sure. But they lie yes. in different districts. Yep. Uh, not not a good proposition, uh, in my view. Right. We'll be right back. We're visiting with Raphael Goyanechi, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Stay with us, folks. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas 
recipes to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Raphael Goinecci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. Rafi, um, we also look at the monthly auto theft incident totals. Uh, it seems as though we flipped the script in November and December. Right. So that's another category of crime. I mean, you see it, I see it, and, and, and I think the public needs to, to to recognize. We've seen and experienced some dramatic reductions in armed robberies and carjackings. And I believe that a lot of that is because of the explosion of automobile thefts that we're seeing. And those automobile thefts are some of the indicators of, uh, and, and I think have bleed into the uh, homicides and, and shootings, non-fatal shootings in the city. So um, what, we're, what we've seen beginning in the late fall of, of 2022, we started to see a dramatic increase in automobile thefts. And it went from October of 2022 uh, that we had 473 automobile thefts in October of 2022 versus 388 in September of 22. So we started to see them creep up in October, November, and December. And that trend in 22 continued virtually throughout all of 2023. So homicides, I'm sorry, uh, automobile thefts in the city of New Orleans in 2023 were up 60% compared to 2022 numbers. So the people that were previously committing armed robberies and carjackings recognize that uh, it is uh, a safer bet to commit an automobile theft so the purpose of a carjacking is to get the car and to maybe acquire, uh, you know, any any cash that the driver may have on them. But what what the offenders have realized is it's actually easier to steal a car than it is to carjack somebody. And people aren't carrying cash anymore, so the primary purpose is the car. And they're hoping if they steal the car, they're going to find a weapon in the car that may have been left there. 
and they're using those cars that are stolen to commit other crimes. So we had a perfect example last week of that scenario with the tourist, the bagel shop owner from Washington State that was in town visiting uh, uh, the city, and he was murdered in the French Quarter. And as it turned out, the car that was used to perpetrate the robbery or attempted robbery and the, and the uh, uh, getaway was stolen in the 7th District, was found submerged in Bayou St. John in the, in the 3rd District. So it sort of suggests that the people that stole the car probably stole the car from the neighborhood that they reside in or close to it, and they use that car to travel into the French Quarter, and uh, they took, you know, a fine young young person's life during that that event a week ago. Did they today. make an arrest? Did I read? Did I read that they made an arrest in that case? A sixteen? I I have I've not heard that. If it did, it was over the weekend, and I didn't see it. I know that I spoke to someone Friday, and they told me that they were getting close, but I don't know if they made an arrest. I don't know why I thought I read that somewhere. I may be confusing it with another case, because there were a couple of cases here recently um, that, uh, and it may have been in the carjacking case of the Fab Five, uh, that they were in production filming, um, I think it's called Queer Eye or something along those lines, where one of the um, folks that uh, stars in that show was carjacked, and they had yeah. to stop production. And so they, we've had a, a, a couple of uh, cases that have been reported on nationally, which is never good, right? And it's yeah. certainly not good leading into Mardi Gras because um, you're always concerned about your brand, and when you get these stories out there, making its way around the country, it's not good. Right. So, you know, so these automobile thefts and automobile burglaries, those offenses, and we know uh, from crime cameras, we know from other evidence that many of the people that are breaking into cars and stealing cars are, are not only looking for guns, they're already armed. And they're using the you know the weapons that they get to commit crimes of violence that they take the car they're using that car as transportation from one crime scene to the next crime scene and they'll usually abandon it within a day or two as it starts to uh, increase the potential of it being put in a database and they're stopped in possession of a stolen car so uh, they steal another car for for transportation and what we what we're seeing is that many of those automobile thefts and automobile burglaries are treated just as property crimes. And since the NOPD doesn't have a fully functioning crime lab yet, we're still working on getting DNA capabilities. Most of our DNA work has to be farmed out to the Louisiana State Police. So in Jefferson Parish, when this occurs, you know, as you know, the crime lab there is state of the art. And it's a priority to identify the people that are responsible for the automobile burglaries and automobile thefts because every day that those people uh, that perpetrated that go unarrested, it means that they're free to continue to prey upon the public 
and we're not we don't have the DNA and the crime lab capabilities that Jefferson Parish has right now. And I think that's, you know, one of the has to be a priority. We have to find a way to begin to use forensic evidence to solve the automobile thefts and automobile burglaries, because many of those people that are involved in that uh, are repeat offenders, and they're also involved in violent crime as well. Interesting, too, um, you don't see as wide a disparity in the distribution of auto theft uh, by district. It, it's, a, it's tighter than other crimes. Right. You know, so that was one of the things that, you know, we noticed when we looked at it. It's There's a couple of districts that are up a little bit, but nowhere near as pronounced or as concentrated as with crimes of violence. So what I suspect is that you've got people that are involved in automobile thefts, and they'll hit an area for a while, uh, and they'll move to another area. So yeah. we don't have... You know, last year there were 7,100-plus automobile thefts. We don't have 7,100 different people that are stealing cars. We probably have several dozen that are Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you've got a small number that are responsible for a disproportionate percentage of all of those things. So if you can start to identify who they are and arrest them, not only are you holding them accountable for the vehicle that you that they stopped, you're probably for preventing dozens and dozens of future automobile thefts, automobile burglaries, and potentially some crimes of violence from occurring in the future. Yeah, in almost every district, there's at least two cars stolen a day, every yep. day. Yep, and we're averaging 20 a day in the city. 20 a day in the city. Yeah, eight districts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the seventh at 1,239, obviously, is just a little bit below three a day. Yep. All right, we're visiting with Rafael Goinecci, president of the Metropolitan Crime Commission. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? 
Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files to the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. And authorities have arrested a 16-year-old boy who was accused in the shooting death of the bagel shop owner, Jacob Carter, 32 years of age. It was his first time visiting here from the state of Washington. I believe his bagel shop is well-known in Seattle. That 16-year-old had actually already been arrested in Jefferson Parish on unrelated charges. So I just wanted to put that out. We were talking about that earlier. We're visiting with Raphael Goyeneche, President, Metropolitan Crime Commission. Rafi, uh, U.S. Attorney Dwayne Evans announced uh, the indictment of Todd Morrell, age 56, uh, with 12 counts of wire fraud in violation of Title 18 of the U.S. Uh, Code, Section 1343, for perpetrating excuse me, a multi-year scheme to defraud the New Orleans Police Department. Tell us about it. Well, so uh, that's something that has been percolating since uh, November of 2021. So one of your frequent guests, uh, I think his name is uh, Dr. Gallagher at at UNO, Mm -hmm. virtually uncovered all or most of of this. Uh, We saw in 2022, in February of 22, it was reported that Five police officers received target letters from the FBI. Uh, And what we saw last Thursday evening was the first indictment of one of those five officers uh, on 12 counts of wire fraud. So Sergeant Morrell was uh, working for the police department between 2017 and 2020. Uh, in 2017, he billed the city of New Orleans for 3,800 hours as a police officer. Now, 40-hour work week is 2,080, but he worked supposedly 3,800 hours in 17, followed by 4,100 hours in 18, followed by 4,400 hours in 19, followed by 4,600 hours in 2020. Uh, and all of this was just his work for the police department. That doesn't include the details, the extracurricular details that he worked. So what the federal government did in charging him, they're charging him for actually billing the city of New Orleans for work he did not perform. They're also charging him with several counts of wire fraud for billing the fairgrounds that was paying him to provide uh, additional security off the clock for the police department, on the clock for the fairgrounds. And they're saying that he wasn't there and he didn't perform those services uh, in the counts that they charged him with. So there's actually video footage proving that when he was billing the city and in some of the instances billing the fairgrounds, he was actually racing cars at racetracks, some of which in in Louisiana, some of which out of state. So there's actually a paper trail documenting that he wasn't 
working for the police department, wasn't working for the uh, uh, fairgrounds, but was billing them for services that he did not render. And that's wire fraud because the money was uh, transferred from the city of New Orleans and from the, from the fairgrounds into his checking account uh, for his personal uh, checking account. So you saw five people in 2022 receive target letters. This is the first. And this is also significant as the individual that signed this indictment is the head of the criminal uh, division of the U.S. Attorney's Office. And I, I, he's also the individual that is responsible for investigating Officer Vappi's uh, duties as a member of the mayor's security team. So we're waiting to see what's going to happen there with those uh, cases. There may be some bleed over, and this may be an indication that the federal government is closely scrutinizing the hours that officers are billing the city of New Orleans to determine if, in fact, they are performing those duties when they're supposed to be doing it. And if they're not, uh, they're going to be held accountable. So if you worked 2,080 hours a year, everybody knows that number, right? And yep. in a particular year, he signs, he worked 4,600 hours. Yep. And they're saying that those, a number of those hours were actually fraudulent. He was a sergeant. And typically the way this works is that the lieutenant would be signing off or the captain of this unit would be signing off on these hours. Are they under investigation? Has there been any administrative or has this been turned over to the FBI? Are they looking at, I mean, I, there's no way, I, I can just go by my experience in, in the JPSO. There's no way that the lieutenant and the captain wouldn't know that they were putting in for these hours that they weren't present. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I agree. So th this is this is I think you know you want you're wondering why the police department was under a consent decree. This is part of the reason for it. So you know this is very interesting. Well, they needed to be under a babysitting decree. I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, so on November the sixteenth of twenty twenty one, the media did a story about uh, Todd Morrell. And November the 17th, the next day, he submitted revised timesheets going back five years, calling it clerical errors that were perpetrated uh, by him. And then he retired from the police department about two weeks after that. So this is the first shoe to drop. I think that uh, uh, we might be seeing some more officers being held accountable uh, for this, and uh, this may actually have some ramifications with respect to the ongoing investigation of Officer Vappi with respect to the performance of his duties as a member of the mayor's executive protection team. Because we know that that investigation has taken the same track as the mayor of Nashville under state charges that they said it was fraud as well. Uh, because they were actually having a relationship while on duty and they were compelling one to work for the other when it actually there wasn't work being going, right. going on, unless we've adopted a new definition of work, right? 
Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't think that's the definition that the federal That's not covered by the Fair Labor Standards Act yet. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Raphael, going at you, thank you, as always, for your, for your time and your insight. We truly appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you, sir. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks. When we come back after the top of the news break, folks, we'll visit with Guy Williams, president of Gulf Coast Bank and Trust. We'll talk about the latest budget troubles in Washington, inflation news. We'll talk about federal officials being hacked, things not to save. And we'll also talk about electric vehicles. Where is that headed? And what's the story about the recession? When we come back. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.